Does it already feel like Thanksgiving was basically forever ago? <laughs> that is how it always feels for me during the holidays. We, we love Thanksgiving in my household. It is my husband's favorite holiday. And it's a wonderful day, but it's like the second that it's over. I mean, nowadays it's like by the evening of Thanksgiving, at least here in the States, it's all about shopping. It's all about getting the deals. It's all about Christmas lists and what are you going to buy? And, and it just goes so quickly. So I know that I said it in Friday's, uh, last Friday's bonus episode, the Friday Faith Follow-Up. I said, happy Thanksgiving. But friends, I'm going to say it again. Happy Thanksgiving Let's not move too quickly away from turkey and pumpkin pie, and more importantly, from how incredible God is and all the things that we have to be thankful about, thankful for, and we want to give him thanks and praise all the time. So one more time, happy Thanksgiving, and now on to Christmas. (laughs) But actually, we are going to pause today here on the Love Your People Well podcast because if you are listening to this in real time, today is Tuesday, November 30th, 2021, and it is known around the world as Giving Tuesday. Um, You may or may not have heard of this. It's kind of a new thing, uh, like maybe 2015, maybe a little earlier. Uh, Obviously, it's grown over time, but um, Black Friday is a thing. What is it? Small Business Saturday, Cyber Monday, like all the days right after Thanksgiving have have their their thing, their special hashtag, their theme, whatever you want to call it. And Tuesday, the Tuesday after Thanksgiving has been designated as Giving Tuesday as a chance for people to intentionally give back to their community, to give financial gifts to nonprofits or churches or or ministries that they care about. It's a day for service and volunteerism and getting connected into your local community, helping people who who need help, helping people who are in a different position or a different place in life. And that's why today, my friends, we are going to talk about how do we teach our kids to love others? How do we teach our kids to give back and to make an impact? And that's, yes, important on Giving Tuesday, even if you've never heard about it before. You can look up the hashtag, hashtag GivingTuesday. You're going to find a lot of stuff. It's worldwide. But this is important every day, all throughout our lives. We want to raise kids who change the world, who have a positive impact for God's glory, who help the people around them, who are known for their love and their humility and their service and their generosity but that just doesn't come naturally. It doesn't come naturally to us as humans, and certainly in our modern culture, um, it's really easy to get caught up in me, 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 I want this, I want this, how does my selfie look, what am I posting on social media, how many likes am I getting? That's not the kids that we want to raise. Those are not the future adults that we want to raise, and that's why today, my friends, we are going to talk about, wait, let me look at my list, seven <laughs> seven tips, seven strategies that we can take as moms to strengthen our skills and to be intentional about how we raise our kids so that they will love others and give back and make an impact. So I hope that today on Giving Tuesday, you will reach out to whatever nonprofit or ministry you are passionate about and pray with them or give them a gift or help them out in some way. And even more than that, I pray that every day you and your family 
are giving back, that you are an active part in your church and your community. So with all of that in mind, my friends, let's jump into today's episode. Welcome to the Love Your People Well podcast, where we help women grow godly relationships, grateful hearts, and grace-filled lives. I'm Jess, and I'm a marriage and family therapist, a Christian, a wife, a mom, and I believe that God creates us for relationships, relationship with Him and with each other. So if you're looking to love God well, to love yourself, your family, and those around you well, you're in the right place. Stick around, friend, and let's get started. All right, as we jump in today to this conversation about seven tips and strategies that will help us be intentional about raising our kids to give back, to love others, to make an impact in the world, you might be feeling a little bit frazzled, a little bit overwhelmed, a little bit busy about what your family life looks like, especially if you're listening to this in real time and it's the holidays. I mean, life gets crazy. So I do want to highlight a free resource from Love Your People Well before we jump into today's conversation. You can check out the five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy. This is a free five-day email course. It's about 10 minutes a day. Um, There's like a a worksheet every day and a quick video training from me outlining and um, teaching about these five tools. And they're really helpful. helpful. They're helpful right now, but they're also like tools you can have in your back pocket for the future (laughs) for when things get overwhelming again, because that's what tends to happen in life. And we want to be connected with our people, even when life is busy. So I just wanted to highlight that right now. I'm going to put a link down in the description of the podcast episode so that you can grab the free five tools, uh, relationship reset email course, and, um, and take some time during the holidays to, what is it, like 10 minutes a day <laughs> to focus in and strengthen those family relationships. Now, as we jump into these seven strategies, I do always like to start with my disclaimer. I am a licensed therapist, but this podcast is not therapy, and there's always a link in the show notes with some frequently asked questions if you are curious. Uh, If you're worried about your mental health or your relationships and you're thinking about counseling, um, check out the link again in the description for this episode, and um, you can get a lot more information about my thoughts about counseling and how to get connected to a great counselor. So let's start, before we jump into these seven seven strategies, I should say, let me clarify what I believe is our goal as Christian parents. And we actually um, have some other episodes about this. If you go to the full show notes, which is online at uh, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 055, because this is episode 55, I will make sure to link to some of those earlier episodes about our goal as parents and how to be a purposeful parent. So we've already talked about this a little bit on the podcast, but I would define our goal as Christian parents is to raise children who know, love, follow, the God of the Bible. We want them to know who he is. We want them to have a personal relationship with him. And we want them to follow him, to obey him, to live fully into the life that he calls them to. And if we do that, if our kids do indeed give their lives to Jesus and pursue him throughout their life, they will love other people because Jesus shows us how to do that. And they will give back because God expects us to give generously and live sacrificially. And they will make an impact for God's glory and for his kingdom 
because he fills us and he will fill them with his Holy Spirit. He has good plans for all of us. We don't always understand them. It might not line up with your plans for your kids, but they will make the impact that God has planned for them if they give their lives to Jesus and they pursue following him. So even as we go through these seven um, strategies or tips, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, about how we as parents can be intentional about how we raise our kids, I don't want us to lose sight of the fact that ultimately, if they become Christians, if they give their lives to Jesus, they will live out what we are seeking to do in this episode. They will love others. They will give back. They will make an impact, not because we've done everything perfectly as their parents, not because they are suddenly these wonderful special people who know exactly what to do all the time, but because they will be filled with the Holy Spirit and God will lead them and use them. So let's keep that in mind that this is all covered by grace. But as we know, we still want to be intentional. So strategy number one, if you want to teach your kids how to love others, how to give back, how to make an impact, teach them scripture. I would encourage you to read through Deuteronomy chapter six, uh, which I know it's in the Old Testament. Sometimes we don't spend as much time there, but there is a beautiful passage in verses four through nine that highlights the responsibility of parents to teach our children God's commands, to talk about it when we get up and when we lay down and when we sit around the house and when we walk down the road. So we want scripture and God's word to be a normal part of our family life. We want to be intentional, yes, about teaching them scripture. There's probably classes at your church or um, books or curriculums that you can get involved in, but even just opening God's word together, talking about it, reading it out loud, asking questions about it, and letting that be normal. That is a really helpful strategy to not only help your kids learn about how to love others and give back, but ultimately to meet that goal of raising kids who know, love, and follow the God of the Bible. Tip number two is to show your children, model for them, in front of them, what a relationship with God looks like in your own life. And that doesn't mean that your relationship with God has to be pretty or perfect or exactly where you want it to be. It means that it's going to be real because we don't want to give our kids a false image of what would it look like to be a Christian. We want them to know sometimes it's really dry or it feels boring or it's totally overwhelming or it's confusing. And we can show them what a relationship looks like. We can show them what it looks like to love Jesus if we make our relationship with the Lord also a normal part of the family life. So yes, you may want to read the Bible as a family and talk about it together, but it's also going to be really powerful to let them see you reading the Bible and having your own personal time with the Lord, to pray with them, to pray in front of them for yourself or for other people, to let them see you turning down opportunities to go have fun with your friends or, or whatever it might be because you have a commitment at church, because you have a, a Bible study or a women's fellowship event or a uh, mission opportunity, and you're going to let them see you make some sacrifices in life because you want to pursue God or you have commitments, relationships in the church. And I know this can make a huge impact because my husband has told me several times, 
about what it was like for him growing up in a Christian home. I remember this so clearly while we were dating that he would tell me how he would sometimes wake up early, you know, kids do, and he's going to get up and go watch cartoons or whatever. And he would sometimes catch his dad awake early, sitting in the living room or wherever, reading the Bible or on his knees in prayer. And, and that didn't happen all the time, but that made a huge impact on him. He brought it up even while we were dating. He definitely brought it up while we were pregnant and kind of thinking about, oh, what kind of parents do we want to be? What do we want to do? We realize how powerful it is for our kids to watch us have a real relationship with the Lord. So that, my friends, is strategy number two that I would encourage you to work on to be open about and intentional about not only teaching them scripture, but showing them a relationship. Number three is to wrestle with God's commands together because obedience to God's commands does not come easy. Sometimes the Bible is confusing, but even more than that, it often tells us to do things that we don't want to do in our own flesh, in our own preferences. We may not want to love people and live a holy life the way that God calls us to. And you can read um, the Gospel of John is really helpful for understanding more about God's commands. Really everything from the Apostle John, uh, the Gospel of John, and then he writes some letters, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. They're all about how if we love Jesus, we will obey what he tells us to do. And it's helpful to wrestle through that with your kids, especially while they're young, while they're still at home. Uh, The further they get from that really close, almost like reliance on mom and dad relationship, the more they're going to wrestle with this stuff on their own. And it's really helpful if we have already shown them what that looks like. We've already asked them questions. We're letting them ask us questions. We're looking things up together in the Bible or seeking out resources from our pastors. And we're making sure that we, as a family, are recognizing God's commands, acknowledging them, and trying to follow them together. Number four, a tip that I would encourage you to work on I say work on, it's not like something that we, like, like we need to put in more energy into this, but sometimes we do need to be more intentional about how, how we do this or what this looks like in our family life. And we're approaching 2022, a great time for new goals or resolutions. So any one of these tips might be a really helpful thing for your family to say, okay, we're zooming in 2022. We're going to zoom in on this tip, uh, this idea. So that's why I say something that we need to work on. I want to work on these things as a mom, and I hope that you want to work on them as well with your kids. So number four is to spend time together as a family, worshiping and thanking God. Sharing your thanksgivings, the things you're grateful for, sharing with each other when a prayer request was answered, and maybe it was a yes and maybe it was a no. Either way, we can trust that God's plans are good. And if our kids can engage in that with us, They go to church with us. They hopefully see us singing during the musical worship time. They see us praying, whether that's on our knees or just with our eyes closed or whatever it looks like. We want this to happen at home and at church, that as a family, we are investing in worship and praise and thanksgiving to the God that we say we're so thankful to and who we say we worship and praise. We want them to see what that looks like and to get to experience it as a family. And then tip number five is similar to that. Spend time together as a family 
investing time and money and energy into helping other people, into volunteering or um, going on a mission trip together, tithing together, giving a donation to a nonprofit that you all care about, opening your home together with hospitality. These are all things that we don't just want to do as adults. You might be the one earning money or your husband or whatever. You handle the bank account, you write the check or pay the credit card bill or whatever it is, but you want your kids to be a part of that, to have a say in who do we give to? How do we use these resources God has given us? What about them? Do they get an allowance? Do they have a part-time job? How are they investing that time? How are they investing their energy, their money, their emotions, their relationships? If we want our children to love others, to give back, to make an impact, we want to do that also. We want them to see that as a normal part of life, not this special fancy thing that we do when we get a bonus at work or uh, we have some extra time on our hands or we're feeling really good. It should be a normal part of life for all of us. And we want our kids to be a part of that. So I don't know what that would look like for your family, um, what your local church or local ministries, the things you're passionate about and the things your kids are passionate about. This should all be a family investment of giving back and loving other people. And then number six that I would highlight is as parents, we need to take responsibility to monitor who and what is influencing our children. And that can be any number of things. It's definitely going to include their friends, their teachers, their uh, coaches on their sports team or mentors, things like that. It's also going to include their media. What movies are they watching? Are they on YouTube? (laughs) What cartoons do they enjoy? What books do they read? Hopefully they read books. What, you know, anything that they're accessing, are they on social media? If they're 16, that's probably going to look different than when they're 10, but I don't think I've ever met a 10-year-old who didn't want to be on social media to some degree. And it's our responsibility as parents not to just let them live life and kind of do whatever is normal among their peer group, but to supervise that and monitor that and get to know their friends and their friends' families and invite them over and not to make this like a, I'm the police who's watching over my kids, but to have these relationships with your kids so that you are a part of their life, a part of what is influencing them, and that you are monitoring that and leading that for them. And then my final strategy for encouragement as a mom is to pray for your children and not just to pray for whatever current issue is going on. Are my kids sick and I'm praying for them to feel better? Do they have a big test and I'm praying for them to do well? Yes, we want to pray for that. But even more than that, we want to pray for our children to come to faith in Jesus, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, and to have the wisdom discernment and understanding that only God can give to know the impact he wants them to make, to know the plans and the goals that God has for them. Because it's not going to line up with what we want for them necessarily, what we think it's going to be. And we don't want it to necessarily be what they want it to be. We want it all to be led by the Lord. And that is a very important area of prayer, even before our kids are old enough to be 
you know, getting into hobbies or extracurriculars or picking a major in college or picking a job, we want to be praying for what that process will look like and praying that God himself will lead them in the right direction, will will lead them in their dreams and their vocations and their talents so that all of it will be filled with loving others, giving back, and making an impact in the way that God has planned for them. And those are my seven tips, friends. So let's recap those. Number one, teach our children scripture. Make it a normal part of life. Number two, show them what a relationship with God looks like in your own life. Number three, wrestle together with God's commands and how difficult it might be sometimes to follow what God wants us to do. Spend time together as a family worshiping God, thanking God. Spend time together as a family giving back to your church and to ministries and things that you care about to other people. Number six, take responsibility to monitor who and what is influencing your children. And number seven, pray for your children, not only to come to faith in Jesus, but to be filled and led by his wisdom, his understanding, his plans, his goals, so that that is the impact they will make. Whatever impact it is, God has planned. And that's all I've got today, my friends. You can check out the full show notes online, loveyourpeoplewell.com forward slash 055. Um, I will make sure to be linking to some other episodes and other resources that help us be purposeful about what we're teaching our kids, how we're raising our kids. Um, So that's always a helpful resource. And of course, the free five tools every busy mom needs to move her family from autopilot to intimacy. That can be yours right now. Just click the link. Uh, It'll be online, of course, but also right there in the podcast description, wherever it is you're listening to this podcast. And my last reminder is hop on over to the Facebook group. We are always having a lot of fun in there, um, as well as a lot more just little bursts of encouragement or tips or strategies. And that's a really fun community. So hop on over and join us. And until Friday, my friends, on Friday in our little faith follow-up, I'm going to share some of what my family is doing right now with our kids, their toddlers. What are we doing right now to raise them to be kids who know, love, and follow God? So um, hop on back on Friday if you want to hear a little bit about what we are doing in the toddler stage of life, how we are trying to raise our kids. Um, That should be hopefully encouraging and maybe a little interesting. If you don't have triplets, tune in because it is possible (laughs) with triplets to be intentional with your time, but it definitely takes a lot of energy and planning. So that is what we will talk about on Friday. So I hope that you will circle back for that quick bonus episode and you can follow the podcast on whatever player you're using. And that way it'll just pop right up there in your library. But until then, my friends, hugs and blessings to you. I'll talk to you soon. Hey friend, before you go, if this episode was helpful or encouraging for you, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a written review. It not only encourages me, it helps other women connect with this community. And you know what else? You have a chance right now to love your friends well. Copy the link to this episode and send it in a text to someone who you know needs to hear today's conversation. Or just take a screenshot, post it in your Instagram stories, and tag me at loveyourpeoplewell.